0: Okay, Baruch Hashem, we are starting Sefer Shmos for the 11th time together as we uh, start another Sefer, and it's always exciting as we uh, look at the same Sukkim that we've looked at for so many decades, and uh, there's always new ideas and there's always uh, more to glean from the, uh, the magical Sefer that is the Torah, the only book that we have that is divinely written. And we start off with uh, something that we saw many years ago, but again, maybe it's something that we should review every single year, and that is the Hagdama of the Ramban to Sefer Shmos, but we are going to expand on it through the eyes of Revolbi. But we start off with the Hakdama of the Ramban. A number of the first uh, thoughts on this (coughs) in the Shia this year will be overall introduction to Sefer Shmos, to the story of the Shibud, as we know. The transition from Shmos to, from Breshis to Shmos. Uh, remember, a number of years ago, we did the Nitzv's Hakdama to Sefer Shmos, where he discusses the names that the Bahag gives to each of the Svarim. The Bahag has a separate name for each of the Svarim, except for Shmos. Shmos, all the Bahag says is Sefer Shani. The Bahag couldn't think of it. The Bahag couldn't think of the name that the Ramban is about to give, as we're going to review... Says the if no, because the Bahag was emphasizing that Sefer Shmos is really the hemshech, is really the continuation of Breshis. And to emphasize that it is not its own independent entity, he didn't give it a name. As if to say, no, this is Dafka Sefer Shani. So the Ramban, though, gives its own name, his own name to the Sefer. Again, the uh, the names of the svarim that we have uh, are in the midrashim. Are we have we have chumash for Bamidbar. We have Toraskonim korin for Vayikra. In terms of the midrashim, but Sefer uh, Shmos says the Ramban hishla makasev Sefer Breishis. Who Sefer Hayitzira? The Chiddush ha'olam Hayitzira is Kol nozar Breishis is the Sefer of Creation. Not only creation of the world, the creation of people, and the creation of Am Yisrael. These are the roots, laying the foundation kulam yitzira lazaram. That's the famous formulation of the Ramban. Not just ma'isa avos simin Labanim, but ma'isa avos yitzira Labanim. Not just a simon, but a creation. The avos going through certain activities and actions that creates the future. Avraham Avinu, as the Gemara tells us in Baba Basra Dafkuf, Avraham Avinu walking through Eretz Yisrael. That's a Kenin chazaka for Am Yisrael later on in history. So Yitsira Lazaram, Mibresha call Mikraem, Tsiure Dvarim, the entire lives of the Avos are images, Lermos Lahodia, Kalaase Lavolahem to hint to us, to let the world know, to let us know what will happen to us in the future. That is the book of creation, bracious, The Acharesha Hislam Hayitzira. And once that was finished. So now we go to the next stage. Now we have the result of those actions. If that's the Yitzira, that's the potential. So this Sefer starts the fruition, starts the actualizing what that was about. The Rabbans name, Sefer Golis V'Geulah the safer of the Gullus that was already Nigzar from, from Bishben Abbasarim, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Avram Avinu that his descendants will be in a strange land, not their own, and the redemption from that land. that's why as a segue, as a transition from Yitzira to galus and Geulah, We repeat the end. It's kind of like you know when we last met. We'll quickly review you know for a few seconds what happened. So we list off the names of the shvatim that they went down to Mitzrayim at the beginning of Shmos. Chazav was b'shem asyarda Mitzrayim ovis param. It went down to seventy. Alav bishikfar nechtav. zeh. It already said this in Vayigash. Ba'avur ki ridasam sham hu rachis Hagolus because that's really the Golus when they first went. Even though they didn't feel like people in Golus at that time, Yosef was on top of the world. They had their own area. What is the goal? What is the geula? Again, each of these lines of the Ramban he expands upon in his commentary in the Sefer. What is the ultimate geula? Says the Ramban. It's not when they left Mitzrayim. When they return to their place, and to return to the level of their forefathers, when we went out of Mitzrayim, we were lowly, forty ninth level of tumah. We were we left physical servitude, bondage. We were we were walking around the desert, and uh, we didn't know where where we were going. We were confused. Ukisha Ba'u, and where was Ge'ula? Ukisha Ba'u el Harsinai, says the Ramban. Once they came to Harsinai, the Asu Mishkan, the Vakanesh and they had the Mishkan, which again the Ramban says is a hemshik of that Harsinai experience. The Ramban says that a number of times, in the to truma in truma right here, then it was Ge'ula. Then it was Geula when they returned to the level of their forefathers and they reached Harsinai. The Uz nechshavu ge'ulim. Harsinai, Mishkan, they would nechshav ge'ulim v'lachin and that's why the end of the Sefer, what is the final stage? The end of Pekudei. The cloud rested in the Mishkan and Hashem's presence resided amongst B'nei Yisrael. That is Geula, says the Ramban, when we came back to being with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Ramban. Ask Revolvi, Again, that itself is crucial and significant. But as Revolving in the Torah, when we usually think about galus, we think and translate Gullus as exile. Exile means we're not in our natural habitat. We're not where we belong. We're in a strange land. That's what Gullus is. Not homeland. One that goes to your miklat, also called Gullus. One is in a place where I don't belong. That's what Gullus is. Gullus, line four, Adam chai bim komo. So if you think about it, so what's Geula then? If Geula is the opposite of Gaulus, Geula is exile, not in the place where I belong. Geula is in the place where I belong. But one second, what did the Ramban just say? So the Geula happened when? In the middle of the desert at Har Sinai. Was that a return? Geula is an exile. I left the place where I'm from and I go back. Geula is when I go back to the place that I'm from. So what happens here? they left Mitzrayim and they went to Har Sinai. How is that Geula? How is that the place where we belong? To the middle of the desert. Geula hi Adam chozalim komo. Brother Ramban says Geula was Har Sinai Mishkan. But they were still in the desert. So how is that Geula? Says the Revolbi. Based on the Gemara and Shabbos, we don't have to get into the details now. But Cesar Volbi, what is our natural place? What is a Jew's natural place? Being with HaKadosh Baruch. That is our natural habitat. That is our ultimate connection. Gullus, yes, we were physically in bondage, but when we went out, we reconnected with God. Just like our forefathers, Avraham, Isaac, and Yaakov were connected wherever that might be in the world, but that's our natural state. And that's what we return to when there was Torah and Hashras Ashchina in the Mishkan, Hamakom shall klay Yisrael ze Hashras Ashchina uki shezachu la Hashras And when there was zochet to it kfar higiul they're in their natural place. For us, nechshavu geulim. At that point, the Torah, the Sefer Shmos ends, and the rest of the Torah is um, laws, and then finishing up the forty years, as we'll get to. But that's Ga'ula. Gula means when a Jew returns to his natural state. What's the natural state? Being close with HaKadosh Baruch That's ultimately, and that's why we know HaKadosh Baruch is called HaMakom. Why is he called the Makom? Because HuMakom Shalola, Right, he doesn't fill place, space is his. He is everywhere. Malochalar Khalar is Kavodo. That's why HaKadosh Baruch name, one of the names of God is HaMakom. But then Revolbi adds, maybe the question that we're thinking about, but there's another level of Geula. Yes, Harsinai, Mishkan, but Eretz Yisrael, which B'nai Yisrael warrants Zohar, to get to at the end of the Torah yet, isn't that another level of Geula? But the Gemara tells us that even if we hadn't sinned, we would have had Hamish Yechum Torah and Sefer Yehoshua. We would need Sefer Yehoshua because the end of the story is not at the end of the Torah. The end of the story is getting into Eretz Yisrael. So says Revolbi, yes, that is ultimate Geula. Geula means being with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, And that's why Harsinai and Mishkan are, are considered Geula, according to the Rabban. This is Sefer Geula. So that's the end with Geula. So when the cloud rests on the Mishkan, that is Geula. But there's another level of Geula. If it took 49 days, says Ravalbi, if it took 49 days to prepare for the first stage of Geula, Mishkan, it took 40 years to prepare for the next stage of Geula. And that's the intense experience of not only being in a conceptual, ontological space of being with God, but being mamish in his place, in the palace of the king. As the book, To Dwell in the Palace. To go into Eretz Yisrael... We needed 40 years to get ready, not just 49 days. Right? Rav Zalman, we mentioned Rav Shlomo Zalman's grandfather fasted for two years. Right? From Shabbos to Shabbos. He ate at night in order to be on the level to be able to live in Ereti Yisrael. He recognized the hachanah that was needed. The special quality. Gamachre hachana And even all of that preparation was good for 852, and then they went to Gullahs, but they had to come back and forth. But that's the ultimate geulah, obviously. Having Torah with Asheraz HaShchina in Yerushalayim, the place where once Hashem resided there, it never leaves. That, of course, is a much more intense level. Basibol that. What makes it more intense? You would think. The Mishkan. Isn't that the ultimate level? Harsinai. Says Ravobi, no. Because as we know, the ultimate level of Geula is not going up to heaven, but bringing godliness down to earth. That's the purpose of the world. And therefore, right, that could be, according to some, that was the hate of the Moraglin, that was their mistake. Right, let's stay here in the Midbar, After all, it's all, we get the food from God, we get everything, it's miraculous, we just get to sit and connect. But Akadah Sparacha obviously says that's not the purpose. You need to go into Eretz Yisrael, you need to live a physical existence, and, and sanctify, and bring it up. To have a purely Ruchnias experience? Okay, 49 days. But to be able to bring that Ruchnias down to the ground, to the agricultural mitzvos, and that takes 40 years and therefore it says this is the safer of Geula Aye, how is it Geula beautiful thought Geula means coming home what's the home for a Jew to be with Hashem that is our home so when we got the Torah and we had the Mishkan we came home but then, just an added point, the ultimate home is in Eretz Yisrael. So when we have the Torah and Ashros in the Beis HaMegdash in Eretz Yisrael, that is the ultimate ke'ula that takes place only in Sefer Yehoshua. Okay, so that's about Sefer Shmos. Also, along the lines of introduction, but we start the Pasuk, though. Refresh notes, the beginning of Sefer Shmos. Shmos Yisrael These are the names as Yaakov, Esho, Beisobo, Yaakov, and his family. Ruben, Shima, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, all of the Shvatim listed. And again, the Ramban already noted, why do we have to list the Shvatim again? Because we're connecting, it's like a transition. And that's the beginning of Galus. the Ramban said, when the Shvatim went down to Mitzrayim, that was the beginning of the Gaulus. that's why he repeats it here. Because the beginning of the Gaulus is when they went down to Mitzrayim. Says of Hirsch, something more positive, in a sense. It's not just that this is the beginning of the Gaulus. But Gulas, as we know, says Rav Hirsch, is already the roots of Geula. Darkness in Jewish history—darkness always precedes light. There's always—that's why Hashem created the world, right? The the darkest part time of night is right before morning, right? A seed disintegrates before it becomes, you know, grows, grows roots. So there's always darkness before. Says Rav Hirsch, the beginning of our Geula starts with a family. The family unit is the basis of our nation. And therefore, at the beginning of Shmos, as we transition, as we mentioned last week, as we transition from individuals to family to nation, we have to emphasize family because that's the basis of the nation. With the second book, The History of the Jews as a Nation starts, Says Rev Hirsch, we are led out of the history of the individuals and families into that of the nation by a list of those men who we already know. They are the main stem. Ve'ele, vav, vav is the chibur. With these men, with their different individualities and characteristics that the Jewish nation developed, but there was one basic trait which they all had in common, and this formed the foundation of Jewish nationality. Es Yaakov, Ishu Veso. Each and their families. The family is the unit that it started with. And when the ge'ula actually happened, 210 years later, it starts with carbon pesach. Carbon Pesach is a carbon about families. It's about eating it in one's home. It's about emphasizing that this stage happening, it starts with a home. God began the building of his people on the rock like foundation of homes. Salavesavos On the blood of on the bond of children to parents and parents to children. And here we are told. Continues to verse on the next page. That this basic foundation of the immortal people of God was implanted in them when the children of Israel originally moved down into the Egyptian womb. We went in as family, we came out as family. Because that's the building blocks of our nation. It starts with each family. Each family that builds a bias naaman creates an Am, naaman Each bias has to be Neamon in order for them to then band together and B, Am Yisro. And they're all connected to S. Yaakov. Ishu of We're connected to the, the, the main trunk in the middle. As he continues. All together on the old stem and yet each one an independent and separate branch. Think about a tree. Each branch is, is independent, but it's all connected. Isn't it interesting that we call it a family tree? Not a family map? a family graph, a family tree. He doesn't say this. I'm adding this. But a family is to be like a tree because it has to branch out and be independent but never never be disconnected from the stem. All children of Jacob and yet on the other hand themselves fathers for their own children. This spirit of the family with which each son builds his own home only as a branch of his father's house. This is where lies the root of Israel's eternal blossoming. A family... Family tree. I think we mentioned in the past the thought uh, of Shlomo Zalman, Oyerbach. I heard it B'Shem Amro. That there's a song that we sing at a, at a, at a wedding, at, at the afrof agafen. We talk about vines. Noam, Something beautiful. Why do we compare a family to a vine? A chasen and Why do we sing that dafka? So it explains it, Shlomo Zalman, because a vine is the only growth, the only fruit that cannot stand on its own. An apple tree grows. Olives grow in a bush. A vine has to be held up by something, by sticks, by uh, some type of platform. Can't grow on its own. And that's the, the message that we give the chassan and the kala. Yes, there's a new bayis name but remember, in it's like a vine to be connected to where to where you came from. That's the family tree, and that says first. That's also needed as we start this sefer of Galus and Geula. Okay, and now we have the Beis Halevi. The final thought of introduction as we get into it. Beis Halevi has a very long, uh, five six pages. I gave you about three of the pages in front of you. We're going to do part of his part of his Yesod, but feel free to. I can start it from the third paragraph, but feel free to look at the Beis HaLevi to see the entire thrust of what he saying. But he starts off talking about the experience of Shibudim, as he does in most of his uh, uh, Pirushim on, on Chumash. He quotes Midrashim. quotes Midrashim and asks a number of, of questions on each of the, of the Midrashim. The Bazak tells us in Tehillim, as we know we say it every morning, Hodu Praise Hashem, call that in his name, his amazing actions, and in that parak of Tehillim, which that is the beginning of, Tehillim Kufhei, Shirolo, Zamrulo, but continuing in that parak, we have some unusual psukim that we're praising Hashem with. Hafach libam l'sno amo. We're praising Hashem for what? For making the Egyptians hate us. Hafach libam l'sno amo. ba'avadav. To be strange... Right? We acted as strangers. What exactly are we trying to praise Hashem with? It's all about the great things that we've done in reviewing Jewish history. So why is this stuck in there? And you made the hate us. Isn't that exactly the opposite? We shouldn't thank Hashem for that. We should say, Hashem, thank you for taking me out. I would rather the, the Egyptians not hate us. Right? Lo mi duv sheikh, ve lo mi as is said. We don't need their thorns or their honey. Ve lo kan, ma shehov she u osam. Ve ein Right? That's that's not a good thing. Ve the opposite. Who mocked in tovas gula b'mitzrayim. Right? You put us into the problem so you get us out of the problem. Why are we praising Hashem there that, that he hated us? Question one. Question two: Another medrash here that he quotes on line sixteen on the Pasik on the pasuk of the new king, the new king, as we'll get to the Gemara a little bit later. The medrash quotes the pasuk in Hosea, "BaShem We treasoned with God, and we had strange children. chodesh chalkeim. Says the medrash on that pasuk, Yosef Bnei Israel stopped doing bris after Yosef died. Let us be like the Egyptians. Moshe, as we know, had to do bris when we left Egypt. We didn't do bris all those years. And at that moment, when we were made for bris, Says the Majors, that's when the Egyptians started hating us. Shinemar hafakli bam lis noi his nakel babadov. Quoting the pasik that we had up above. In tehelum kofei. Lakayim a shinemar <speaking in Hebrew> yocha chadash el chakayim. Melech chadash shaamad bimitsrayim. Vechide shaleim A new king? nuxerus. And ask the Beis Alevi, What, what is it about our being mef bris that made the mitsriim all of a sudden start hating us? You no know, one might even think the opposite. You know, bris was always something that made us different. Remember, on eshkol and mamre, they advised most of them advised Avram, don't do brismila. Why are you going to be so different? So, what exactly is it about brismila that made them hate us that we stopped doing bris milah? And then the medrash continues, line thirty. You're doing new things. You're doing a new avoda. I'm going to give you new gzerus. So what was the new Avodah? They just stopped doing something. They didn't actively do anything. So what exactly is going on here? He quotes in the continuation also, what exactly, and why did Dafka start doing stop doing brismila out of all the mitzvos, out of all the behaviors? They were in Mishan Hashmam, and Lashonam, in and but brismila? Brismila they stopped. And one final question, in that original Medrash, Based on the Pesach in Tehillim. What does it say? Hashem made them hate us. Lehisnakel Avadav. His servants. Us. Isn't it unusual? If Dafka that pasuk is teaching us that we stop doing brismila we're called Avde Hashem in the pasuk that talks about what we did wrong. So again, why do we praise Hashem that they Started hating us. Why did we stop doing brismila? Why, Dafka, when we stopped doing brismila, did they start hating us? And why are we still called Avadim if we stopped doing brismila? Says the Levi. There are many other questions, but we'll focus on those four. The Al Nira, second column. The Yisrael didn't all of a sudden, after Yosef, start saying, okay, throw it all away. Let's not be Avadim. And they didn't stop, at least originally, doing bris milah. So what, what do you mean? It says, hey, Feru. No, the problem was, says the Beis HaLevi, after the Shvatim died, the, the uh, B'nai Yisrael, the children, we discussed this a little bit last week also, started feeling the winds of change. Started realizing that things weren't going to be as they were, maybe they were thinking about the Brisbane Abbasarim, this is it. So they thought to themselves, how could we best get ready for this? How could we best try to minimize the, the um, difference, to minimize the sheephood? You know what they said? The less we're different from them, the better it will be for us. They started worrying. What are we going to do? See what they said? Let's try to be as close to them and interspersed and not different from them. So what they do? They didn't not do Mila. They did Mila. But after they did Mila, they did whatever they could do to hide their Mila. It doesn't say, says the Beis bits Bitlubris Mila. Heferu. Heferu, he quotes fascinating from laws of Nadarim. There's a difference between Hataras Nadarim and Hafaras Nadarim. Hafara is Megas Gaius. Hafara means it's good up till now, but from here on in, it doesn't have any effect. Heferu bris, they did brismila, but then they tried to do physically whatever they could actively to cover up their brismila. And think about it, says the Beis Alevi. What else made them different in those days? They didn't have the Torah yet. Everybody had the Sheva Mitzvahs. They know what they had to do. So what they have? What, they davened? They gave Meiser sure. since Yitzchak. There wasn't so much difference except Brismila. This was a major difference between the Jews of that time and the Egyptians and all other nations. V'nei Iqara 24. Shalya ben what was there? In so they said, you know what? Let's try to let's be Yotze Brismila, but then we'll try to do whatever we can to prevent ourselves from being different. And that's what he says at the bottom left. The language of Hafara, Heferu, and not Bitlu. Turning the page. See, so he says if you think about it. That's why it says they stopped doing that right after Yosef died. And and technically did they do is there an isser? You can't undo a brismila really. Once somebody has a brismila, they have a brismila. Can't undo, you can't make your, a person can't make, them, make themselves an RL. Make them uncircumcised. So what what is what they were they doing? So it says the Salevi. In isser per se, maybe not, but they were undermining the whole essence of what a brismila is supposed to signify. A brismila means that we're different. A brismila means that we're connected to Avram Avinu. And the, and the, and the Krisas Bris and the Dam that is the os between Baruch Hu and Amisro to undermine and try to remove that, that's much, much more egregious than just one Avera. Even if it's not an Avera per se, what it symbolizes, that loses the whole point of brismila. And therefore, says the Beisalevi, the Egyptians started hating them. Why did they start hating them? Not as this is part of the Shibud, but we've quoted in the past the great line of Rav Chaim if a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, the non-Jew makes Havdallah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has put it into the Bria that we have to be in Am Yishkon. We have to be separate. Ultimately, we need to sanctify ourselves in all the ways that we can. If we don't, and the more assimilated we get, there will come a moment when we are so far gone, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will have to say, I'm taking you out. In Mitzrayim we had that, 49th level of Tumah. Another second, we would have lost our identity as B'nai Avrim Mitzrayim Yaakov, like the Raman writes, in the beginning of Hilchos Avodas Kochavim. So, says the Beis HaLevi, once we were made for bris, so then we were so connected, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to go the other way. He had to make the Mitzrayim do and feel how they do, how they did for us. But ultimately, that was for our tova. Ultimately, that was the way we survived. Wine 29 now on the, 29 on the left side, in source number 6. Before we, um, once we separated the, we removed the separation. And that's why the sin started started after Brismila. And that's why in Tehillim we praise Hashem for being hafach for making them feel that way about us. Because ultimately, as we have seen, as history has shown, right, one doesn't have to be a, uh, a rocket scientist to, 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 to just look in history. It says, every galus that we've ever been in, might start off promising. But once the time comes, Kaddish says, that's enough. You're comfortable, you're this, you're that, it's time to leave. Because it's Golis. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us to be separate. It doesn't make it less painful at the time. But ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to keep Amla Lavadad Yishkon, needs to fulfill the promises of all the Nevi'im, all the Neviya Makronim that talk about what's going to happen in the future. Kodesh Baruch Hu has to keep that and that's the Pshad of all the Midrashim as he continues. Again, we're not going to read it all but that's the Chiddush of the, of the, uh, the sinner. And then he even says at the end of his piece in the Beis HaLevi, 1800s, he says towards the end long and he can't even imagine Writing in the 19th century, what happened in the 20th century? But the Arach, what happened in this long galus? Medina's Hagar, Medina's Romania, all the all the problems they were having in Eastern Europe in the 18 in the mid 1800s. Says this is what's happening. This is what's happening because the put it into the Bria that this is what this is what has to occur. So this is gallus. This is the classic galus. And the shebu that it occurred, and as we know, as we said in parshas Yishlach, we quoted the Rashi, Esav son of Yaakov. That's part of the Bria and that's part of what we uh, realize throughout all of these all of these years. Okay, so now we have to get into some of the pesukim themselves. We did already, but here we go. So Yosef and all of his brothers die. Levi, all the shvatim, and what happens to Beday Yisrael? Paru by Yerbu they multiply in an unbelievable fashion the land was filled with them we mentioned also in past years the netziv all of a sudden they're no longer in Goshen that was also part of the same problem maybe they started spreading out to try to be part of the society what happened they were just in Goshen no no more and a new king comes on Mitzrayim that did not know Yosef. Rashi quotes the Gemara in Sota, Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. Chad Amar Chadash Bamish. One says actually new. The Chad Amar And one said no, it was the same old Paro, but he had new laws, new decrees. And of course, even if it was a new Paro. He knows basic history of Mitzrayim. He knows who saved them from starvation. Everybody's heard of Yosef. Everybody's heard of what they do. So either way, either way, whether it's new or just as Chachuk Zerosov, you know, it's somewhat troubling. But let's focus, now we'll go to source number eight. Let's focus on the day especially of same old parah. There you have the Chachmas Hamatzpun, which I haven't really quoted uh, that often. Chachmas Hamatzpun is, is a compilation of 25, 30 Bali Musur that uh, the author put together. Many of the many of the svar, and this is from the Or Ya'el, that's Rabbi Yudalay Bchaspin, who was the Mashkiach in Chevron, the Chevron Yeshiva. So this piece is from is from him. Quotes the Gemara in Masechah and he says on line three, "V'yishla hisponein." Let's think about this. Paro was not done. Paro was not someone who, who didn't recognize until his heart was hardened and he had bias. But he he was, he was a chacham. Yesh l'sbonin. Paro shachacham gadol ya. Makira emes o maknias mo Remember in Parsha's Miketz, when Yosef interprets the dreams, Paro says, wow, that is correct. That's emes. He recognizes the emes when he sees it. But you're a avadav. kaze isha sharu hachalokim Takes off his ring, he gives it to Yosef, so he knew. He was with it. He knew what was going on. He hears the, the interpretation. He recognizes the Ruach He's Machnia himself. He gives the Memshalah away. And surely, over the next couple of years, as he sees what Yosef is doing, as he sees what happens to everybody else's crops, and surely, to add on, when Yaakov Avinu comes down, and the famine stops, and all of a sudden the Nile rises to him, keshaba Yaakov Avinu Va Allah nilus Laragla, vupasakara av, vadai afa petzi vaha shafel ba'olam, even the lowliest, most foolish person, lo yucha bakalus l'ashkiach mi milibo, rixi akara batobos elu, it's very hard to forget all of these things that were done, and yet, it's gone. In a second, Vayakim al-Chadash. How'd that happen? And he even quotes a medrash where Paira was even friendly. Amr lo, so, bo benizdavig lo'umazoo. Amr lohem ad achshav chayinu bishalahem. V'anumizdavgin lohem. Oridu mikisoshaloshachadashim. So what, how, how do we understand this? Says Reb Leib Hasman, line, line 31. Lamanu mikan... You know what we learned from here? The unbelievable precipice, the unbelievable movement that a person could have in the spiritual realm, how fast things could change. In this example, down. In a very short amount of time, a person could slide down May Orachhayim Lamala Lamaskiu quoting Mata Mamish from going up to say, Wow, is there anyone that the Ruach of God is in him to? Let us murder an entire people. How fast that happened. Selective memory. Hinae Machadam Zemilibo Komi the Zakar Satov Shayabo. This man wiped away and erased every little thread of akharasatov that was in him ajla hafli. It's very hard to have done that, even. And melachadash does yosef ki ilul yosef klal as if yosef never existed. No rav as he writes. How fast we could fall. How fast a human being could go. Me'igra igra labira amikta. But says Rebbe for our purposes, we could interpret it and the message for us is exactly the opposite as well. If Midas peranis could happen so quickly, Midas Tova could happen just as, if not quicker. Even if somebody is on such a lowly level, they could turn around, umita tova the ve'ein The min hanim naos. This is not impossible. Turning the page, la oreis atzmo u'lehisn army afro to get out of our own dirt. Uberega echad. In one moment, yatsami afil the ve'ein maakev biyado. There were nobody that would be maakev. Vakalvachomer who, as we know, vakalvachomer balatame then Balatahir. And therefore, right, I didn't, I didn't give it to you, but if you remember the Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva, where the Rambam says the power of Chuva, Emesh, says the Rambam, yesterday, a person is Shakutsu um, and disgusted, and far, um, muruchak, and distant from Akadash Barachu, and today, Karov, Ahuv, beloved, close, a friend, in one day it can happen, says the Rambam, there in Hilchas Tshuva. That's the message we learned from Paro. How fast he could slide down, but for us, how fast we could slide up. Mikan, stiras, kol binyanem Adam. This now undermines many people out there. Asher <speaking in Hebrew> al When they think about, you know, the, their change, what do they say? What could I do? This is me. I can't really change. How far could I get? <speaking in Hebrew> I can't change my teva. Paro changed it very fast. We can learn from Paro how easy it is to change. Paro changed. Paro had to work really hard to change, but it wasn't hard for him, right? To forget everything that Yosef had done, that took that took. It took a, it took effort, but Paro did it. That teaches us. Don't think that we're locked into who we are. It's our spiritual laziness. We're happy where we are. As the Chazonish used to say, Right? one of the most dangerous Hashkafas in life is a Benoni Bishita. Somebody who, this is who I am. I don't need to grow. I'm not falling, but I don't need to grow. A ber says the chazan no, because he thinks he doesn't have to grow. If I know that I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm lacking in a certain area, I'll try. A ber knows and accepts, and that and that can't be. Says the aryal, we have to recognize the power that we have. If power went down, we can go up. Okay. So now we end up. We start off. We start off. We continue with the skirt. Continue with the skirt. Moshe Rabenu. Uh, there's so much here that we've discussed in past years. Moshe Rabenu. Moshe Rabenu is in the in the little basket in the river. Much has been written. Why doesn't it mention Amram and Yecheved by name? No names are given. Wamshad is didn't want to put any name of the family until Moshe was born. Right. We know Miriam and Yecheved also didn't have their names earlier. Shifra and Puah. And here we have Basla Ish and, and Baslavi. So until Moshe, there's nobody. So what happens? They put him in a basket. They hide him for three months. They hide him when he was three months old. They put him in the river. How, what, what day was this when he was three months old? Zion Adar. Three months later, Shuas. Right, Vav Sivan. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu's due date was Vav Sivan. He was born three months early. And when he was three months old, on Shavuos, the day that the Torah was going to be given, Moshe Rabbeinu was put into the river. His sister. Again, no name given. Baspara goes. And her naros, her maidens are with her. She sends out her Amasa. And she takes the baby. What does Amasa mean? So Rashi says, I mean, the first we'll do the Unculus. Unkelis says here in Pasakei, She stretched her amse. So it just translates the word Amasa. Chazal, though, have two days. Right? Does Amasa mean shifchasa? She sent her shifcha, her maidservant, go get me the baby. Or Amasa, as we know, Chazal darshan, Amasa means her arm. She sent her arm. What do you mean sent her arm? Moshe was in the middle of the river. So she couldn't reach Moshe naturally. So her arm extended miraculously, like a bionic arm, stretched all the way out. tarbava amasa amos harbe, says Rashi. And the famous, I think this is a well-known Kutzker. you have it there in MSV Muna in the collection of uh, Kotzker Rebbe thoughts. What was she thinking? What was she thinking about stretching out her arm? Moshe's in the middle of the river. Right? Imagine somebody is across the street, and you're standing on one side of the street. So you stretch out your arm. Your arm's not going to get there. What were you thinking? And yet she stretched out her arm. And miraculously it stretched. But how did she know? What was her Abamin of Akasha? Ah, says the Kutsker. What's the message? Never say never. Nothing is impossible, and if we want something and we have the deep desire, just do as much as you can. Akedush will take care of the rest. Don't look at any stump blocks that are in your way. Just go. Eliyashalach just send your hand. Right? That's. Says the Kotzker, that's what we have to take from this message. Even Basparu knew this, and he quotes in the Sefer Lachsos Bnoa Hashem. They quote this Katskur and Dafka, right in Yarnad Yoma. Re'inu anashim olam kalashas. How many people would have ever thought twenty years ago that I can learn the entire Shas? Who would have said that? And yet, how many Jews who are not rabbanim, not Torah authorities? How many of them have learned all of Shaz Pavli? Right? This is a Bechina of a Tishlach as a Masa. Just send your hand out and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do the rest. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do the rest. as as long as a person does what he can. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mamshich l'sayabado Hashem helps him out. And then he quotes a story might have quoted this before, but it's a story that you might be familiar with. Story of a king, and most stories have either kings or rich men, right? The king makes a contest. A taharut toch ben You have 2 minutes to get to the 100th floor in this building. And whoever gets there gets a million dollars. A million dollars most people didn't even go what are you crazy uh, the second floor I can't get to in two minutes the hundredth floor so most people didn't even try a few people went look I'll try the king's asking me after one minute they said forget it I'm only on the 20th floor or the 10th floor I'm done except for one guy one guy said look I'll go to the end. What do I have to lose? I'll try. Echad said, me amo, is the king doing something for not? It must be something. So he kept going. He went up one more floor, and he came to an elevator, who took him up to the rest of the way. We just have to go to the highest floor that we could get to. Then a will send us an elevator. She stretched out her arm, and her arm extended. HaNim line 21. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nasan Lan Hu Tariyag Mitzvahs. HuKinectav HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nasan Gamas Kochos L'Amod Bahem. Vimadam Choshev. If a person thinks, Shalofa Mimich Tvarim Lo, it's hard and it's impossible. Ah, lo, lipo, b'yeyush. Not to give up. Just try your best and Hashem will meet you. Hashem will meet you halfway. He even quotes from the Chavetz Chaim afterwards also. Remember the Rashi? Amram divorced his wife because, what, I'm going to have more kids to throw into the river? And Miriam says, Miriam, how old was Miriam? She was less than six, right? Because she was six when Moshe was born, right? She's less than six. And she says, Dad, you're even worse than Pharaoh.' So what did he do? He changed. He changed. She's right, but he's going to have babies in order to, he has a boy, he's going to have to go in the river. And yet this impossible situation created the Geula for Amisro. So we just have to do what's on our plate, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, and the rest is up to HaKadosh Baruch Okay. Just quickly, the Neziva Shalom, and then we'll end with one other thought. The Neziva Shalom, again, it's a larger piece. I gave you part of it. Just one Ha'ara from this larger piece. And he expands upon it with a lot of uh, Kabbalistic ideas also, or uh, mystical, I should say. Not Kabbalistic, mystical ideas. Where the Neziva Shalom writes in 13, where does the beginning of Starts. The beginning of the Geula, really. Okay, going, the shvatim going down, as we said, it starts the gaolas. But where does the Geula start? What did the psukim say? Beis Pasach pasachav gimel. Vayamas melach metrayim. Vayaye anchu. B'nai Yisrael min avoda. F'nai Yisrael start groaning. Vayizaku. And they start screaming. Vatao shavasam. Hashem min avoda. Shava, also a lashan of screaming. Hashem Says the If you look at every, what did Hashem just hear, and what did B'nai Israel do? What are the words? Anacha, zaaka, shava, naaka. None of those mean to daven. None of those involve words. They all mean groaning, screaming, krachzing, crying. That was the first step. The first step wasn't even verbal. They didn't know exactly. But they cried out. And they groaned. And that was from a very deep place. Maybe that's what chofar is, according to some. But it was from a very deep place that even if we couldn't formulate it, we were groaning and crying. And what is a Jew groaning and crying from ultimately? Because they feel disconnected from the source. What's the source? That was the first shot we said from Revolve from HaKadosh Baruch When a Jew is distanced from Hashem, he cries out. And he groans on a national collective level. And we couldn't even talk. Right? Pasach, the uh, many uh, interpreting quotes from the Sfar Makdoshim, that the Dibur was Begolus. Again, we can't go into that right now. But the ultimate message for us is that groaning and crying out, that was the first step. So us, we as well, if we're ever in a difficult situation, even if we can't formulate it, just crying to Hashem, that itself is the first step of geula. That can that reflection of a lack of kekshin, that we feel distant, we feel btsara. You know that itself is the beginning of the geula itself. And he talks more about this, but but uh, I just wanted to squeeze in one more one more thought. The following thought we mentioned many years ago. We mentioned it in the Chama label, it's mentioned it, but here you have it in the Yam Simcha, and he adds on a story, which we mentioned in a different context, but he puts the two together. So I thought we'd, uh, we'd look at his words here, the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Fried, Source 15. We meet Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's Parsha, and he's with us for the rest of the Torah. Right, Every Parsha is mentioned in Shmos and Bamidbar. His name is there except for Tetzaveh, for various reasons. Dvarim, he's talking the entire Sefer. So Moshe is with us. What is the first thing we know about Moshe Rabbeinu? The first thing the Torah tells us about Moshe Rabbeinu, besides being born. As we know, he was being roet at Son Echav, but what's the first thing after he gets bigger and older? So, as we know, the Torah tells us three consecutive events. He goes out, top of the last page, he goes out by Eze'el Echav, by He goes out and he sees a non Jew beating up a Jew, he takes care of business. Second day, he sees Dasod Aviram. He gets involved. Runs away to Midian. He should be a fugitive. He should keep a low profile. No. He goes and he shooes away the shepherds who are abusing the girls. What is it about Moshe Rabbeinu? So it's the Rashi. Rashi already tells us. He is someone who cannot stand idly by if there's an injustice taking place. If somebody is getting hurt and abused and needs help, Moshe needs to get involved. Moshe needs to be with them, needs to help them. That's the tzara shaveh in these three enyanim seventeen. Shabolei midosav ataharoshal Moshe Abenu. Shalayuchal laseis veliros ech shadam kovel. A person could complain. A person is is screaming. Obivad he was a tzadik. He was a talmud chacham. But what is the Torah emphasizing? Why was he the man Israel? Not because of all the Torah he knew, but because he was sovel and he was margish for fellow Jews. And then he quotes the story, again, that we've quoted from Rav Chaim Ozer in the past. Rav Chaim Ozer and the Ostrofsir. The story goes and he quotes it. They were on vacation somewhere together and they each was saying, you give it to our No, you give it to our So the Ostrofsir, I heard this in the name that the Ostrofsir gave this answer, but he quotes it from the Rav I know who said which one, but one of them said, tell me you're a Gavra Rabbah, give me a great vart. He says, no, I'll tell you what a Gavra Rabbah is. I'll tell you what a great person is. The Gemara at the end of Makos tells us, on Beis, in the name of Shar Inshi." how foolish people are who stand up in front of a Sefer Torah, but they don't stand up in front of a Gavra rabba in front of a rabbi. Why? What makes the rabbi even greater? The Torah says, 40 lashes. Bohemia Yakenu. And the rabbis say 39. They change the Torah. They're even more powerful than the Torah. So if you stand up for the Torah, you obviously have to stand up for a Rabbah for the rabbis. That's the Gemara. And he asked Rav Chaim Ozer, according to this version. Why the Torah, why the Gemara have to go all the way to Pasha's Kiseitze, to quote where the rabbis took away one from the rounding? It says in Amr, Tisbruch HaMishim Yom, 50 days, and the rabbis make it 49 before Shavuos. So why do you have to jump to Sefer Dvarim, and, and Sefer Vayikra? You already have. 50-49. to 49. Doesn't that already show? Gavarabba? So explains Rav Chaim Ozer. This isn't just a word game. Oh, make it one number less. A gavarabba is a Jew who removes the suffering of a fellow Jew. Who takes away one lash from a fellow Jew. It's not Javka numbers. If you made one Malkus less, that itself is gavarabba. And that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Gavar Rabbah we ever had. He was the Gavar Rabbah who felt for Am Yisrael in such a deep way. And this is the Parsha that we get introduced to him. Again, as we do every year, Zikru Torres Moshe Avdi. He is introduced and we will be with him, as a Hashem, for the entire rest of the Torah as we continue in Sefer Shmos. Okay, we will stop here.